to Let's Talk Shop, the podcast where creativity meets industry knowledge. Whether you're a design student, a seasoned engineer, or a budding artist, this show helps you unlock your design potential and explores the elements that shape the world of design. Brought to you by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh. This is Let's Talk Shop, where creativity thrives and design takes center stage. Hello everyone, welcome to the brand new episodes of Let's Talk Shop where we get to have a special one-on-one interaction with the creme de la creme of the industry. I am Shivangi Pathak and I will be your host for today's episodes. For today's episode, we have a very special guest on our podcast show, Mr. Kavan Antani, who is the CEO and co-founder of Indiefolio, an on-demand talent marketplace for a creative professional. Hello, sir. Welcome to our campus. Very first questions for you is that what makes the freelancer successful in their life and what are the skill sets that they can have? I think, um, of course, good work really defines any creative professional. But if I were to pick one thing which differentiates good freelancer from a great freelancer is professionalism. Remember, clients and people around you will always prefer working with someone who commits and needs deadlines, who you can trust, who's on time, who picks up calls and is open to feedback versus somebody who just simply does good work, but is tough to work with. So yeah, to sum it up, it's professionalism. So what are the things that make them apart from that, some of the freelancers that couldn't get successful in their life? What sets them apart from these things? I think it is professionalism, right? I think the people who take their work seriously know that you are creating something for somebody else. You are a professional who is rendering a service on behalf of another customer, another audience member. So that would definitely be something uh, which sets it apart, for sure. So in your journey of building Indiefolio, what are the opportunities that you discover for yourself and what are the things that motivate you to do or move forward in this field? Well, um, I believe... uh, India is positioned to be a global superpower in the creative and design industry. The way IT and IT outsourcing, India is a global hub for that. Design is the next best thing. That's because today if you, for example, take this, right? It's probably made in China, right? Why? Because if you want something cost effective at scale quickly, China is the best place to make that. Already it's happening, but definitely in the next few years, If you want a globally standard creative product, it will come from India because we speak English so we can collaborate with the globe and collaboration is important and creative. And because of various factors, we have a huge pool of talent and uh, we are able to render things extremely quickly for a lot of people. So that's why I feel that's something which is very exciting. And Indiefolio was created on that premise that it's a very unorganized space. A lot of demand, a lot of supply, but the matchmaking is pretty poor. You're not able to identify the right ones. And it's a very referral-driven industry. All referral-driven industries can't scale a lot. So for new players to come to the market, it's very difficult to penetrate the market because you need to know people. We're trying to solve that problem with Indiefolio. So what are the things that you wish that you differently that time and why? Which I did differently. Well, uh, I started this when I was in my 12th grade. So I made a lot of mistakes. I should have been a lot more careful about uh, the first few bets we took. It was something which was a spontaneous idea and we used to just go about executing it. But 
now whenever an experiment or a new feature or a solution comes up in our meetings we do an analysis of is it a big market can we make good revenue predict a 3 year pnl and then really make a decision if you want to go into that so i think that would be one thing which we had done differently we would have started doing indie folio what we do today several years ago okay so out of my curiosity i really want to ask this what is your first client like how did you approach them and i started as a freelancer so i'm going to talk about that my first client as a freelancer was i don't know if i want to name the company for whatever reason but it was actually a sponsor of my college festival so what i had done is i used to make a lot of videos 3d videos for my college and one of the sponsors saw something i had done for the event they were pretty impressed so they were like hey who's made this and it turned out to be me and they ended up hiring me it's a publicly listed company pretty big company so one of my first client was a big one so i think i tasted uh, good money good project and skill in my first project itself there lot of people want to know that when you were doing freelancing there is like we afraid of fail failures that nahi hoga kaise karenge uske liye motivation kya ho sakta hai Uh, i mean if you don't fail what would you know what success right only because you fail and you're at zero you know what it means to be at 100 so failing is part of the process you should not be afraid to fail and i think we were discussing some time ago that failing fast is the right approach to have yeah uh, learn to fail fast and try and not fail in the same thing again because and that's problematic so you're not learning from that that should be a motivation that everybody's failed in life everybody you know everybody you look up to has failed in life that's why they are there unlike traditional jobs freelancers have a sporadic work with a distribution there's a time they have a multiple projects they were doing and they have a barely time to breathe in and there's a time that they could have no projects in their hands so what is the lean period that could be make a productive ways so if i were to so you know i mean there's a joke in the freelancing world every time you're thirsty you have to dig your own well okay and you have to get out of that rut according to me so i want to address that first so you will see a lot of spontaneity in your you know revenues and your incomes but a good way to tackle that is always crack a consistent client who gives you like a retainer so a way to find that is always catch the big fish first right find a client where if you're let's say doing video or you're doing design or websites the creation of that website or those videos is dna for that company right so you know that there's recurring work on a daily basis if you find a company like that you should build them in a way where your fixed costs are all, always covered with that and you go all out with them right 50 to 60% of your bandwidth mm-hmm. the amount of time you have you invest into that one client the remaining 40% is when it could you know be fixed projects you know temporary things you do based on what comes in so that's a good way to solve that you know well problem i was talking about before but to answer your second part of the question that what if there is a time where you are not you know doing anything there are two things you could do upskilling as a designer you will have three clients you are doing websites for them you learn how to make videos you can upsell a video content piece to them in the future they already have trust it's like enhancing your skills and enhancing your skill right absolutely and second thing is branding yourself if you just made a video create content around it make a reel even if it gets 10 views it does not matter document your work put it on a reel put on your linkedin and create content that will give you more clients in the future so i hope that answers the question yeah so this is my last question for this podcast and how do you go about planning your retirement being a freelance i think for anybody you know invest 
hey, according to me, invest into various things that will compound by the time you're 30, especially at our age. It'll triple probably uh, if you start investing today, even if it's 1000 rupees a month. So that will definitely help you. But specifically for a freelancer, I think um, there's one route for you to go and create an agency, right? For the moment you have a lot of people, you can either double your charges or you can hire somebody. That's the only two ways you have, right? So you can scale into an agency and you can make a brand. You will see some top people, top agencies in India today. They sell themselves to a big group and they end up hiring a CEO who handles the daily operations and they enjoy the profit because they are shareholders, they are the founders. The other route is you can become an independent consultant. There are people today who I know who are in their 70s and 80s who do one meeting a month and they get lakhs of rupees just to give their inputs. So to build enough credibility as an independent consultant if doing agency business is not your thing. Right? When you were an agency owner, remember, you don't design anymore. You do PNL, you do employee hiring, you do employee retention. But if you want to stick to your craft, you can become an independent consultant. Get to a point where you're doing important work, where your thoughts and your opinions matter. I'll give you enough money, you invest that money in both things and that's your retirement plan. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us here. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Let's Talk Shop. To learn more about Chitkara Design School, visit our website at chitkara.edu.in. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep designing. This is Let's Talk Shop, presented by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh.